listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real-life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hey, 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 this is Felice Clark, the host of the Real Talk SLP podcast show, and we are on episode 15. So if you are new to my podcast, I I want you to know this is a place where we talk about real things that pertain to being a speech pathologist. I really... I really cling to, I really, I think I really need it too. I really love hearing real struggles and real stories and real successes that other SLPs are finding and discovering and learning and doing because it helps me to stay inspired. I don't know what it is. I just, I need to know that I'm not the only one dealing with this roadblock or, oh, you know, everybody else out there is having some therapy flops just like me. So I I think that's how we get better. We get better when we hear other people that are taking the leaps um, to try new things, to do stuff that's hard, and it helps us to realize we can do it too, right? And it also helps me to not get sucked into that social media, like, they're just perfect. Look at them. They have everything perfect. They know exactly what to do. And I'm over here crying every day because I can't get Johnny to say his R. <laughs> so, so if you're here and you're new, this is what I like to do. I like to talk about real things to make you an SOS. I can't even talk, okay? And I'm a speech therapist. I like to talk about real things that speech pathologists are facing to just keep us all inspired to do better, right? So today I'm going to be sharing a tale from my life to make you a better SLP. Um, It's called The Climb. I know you're starting to sing some Miley Cyrus right now. It's The Climb. Um, But before I head into my, my tale, I want you to know about a free download on my website. If you work with elementary age students and you're just struggling with coming up with extended activities during distance learning to help support your students and your parents. And you're going, I have a caseload of over 60. Some of you with the the caseloads of 90, I don't even know what you're going to do. This will help you for some of your caseload, but man, but if you are like going, I have all these kids that need specialized activities and I really don't have 50 hours in the day to make every single one of them a personalized um, activity, this resource is for you because it is two different game sets for I Spy Around the House. There are two sets for category and two sets for noun functions. And it comes with parent-friendly homework guides that can cover a ton of different treatment areas. So you can send that guide to so many kids on your caseload and tell your parents how to work on their child's goal with this one game. And so right there, you've kind of, you've been able to cover most or all of your caseload using this one activity. And you can use it for a couple of weeks and sometimes more if you have them do one of the games each week. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes. I would encourage you to download it because we all need a little sanity right now with therapy planning and this will help with that. So I think it's time that we uh, get to the details about the climb story. So this is, so imagine me, 16 year old on a rappel course, gripping 
with all my strength. My whole body is clinging to this giant totem pole that shoots straight up into the air and I am gripping it. My legs are shaking. My body is like, you know, definitely going, I don't like this. And meanwhile, my, my dad is filming the whole experience. And next to my dad is my mom and aunt and uncles cheering. You can do this, Felice. Just take one more step. Meanwhile, on camera, I'm crying with tears saying, I, I can't do it. Get me, get me down. And the guy that's holding onto my harness and make, you know, he's guiding me. He keeps just have faith. You could put your foot, put one foot there and then take another step. And, you know, and he's trying to coach me through and everyone is just so encouraging and calm me while I am in like fight or flight right now. And I totally, <laughs> it's like, this is not good guys. Okay. To embark on something new and then realize in the middle of it that you're like, I actually don't like doing this at all. I had no idea that I really was scared of heights until I was at the top of a, I think it was like a 20 foot totem pole at the top of it. Okay. And I, I was completely just frazzled and I wish I could tell you that the ending to this story was, was a tale of perseverance and conquering my fears. But in fact, it ended with me <laughs> getting off the totem pole and not accomplishing anything. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, and that's not true, but that's what it felt like. Okay. But no, I did not climb the totem pole. I did not take a leap. And so at the end of this whole story, but what the totem pole was, it was this long wooden totem pole and it had little pegs on the side of it and you climb up it. But then at the very end, there's this one spot where you have no more pegs. You have nothing to hold on to. And you're, you have to put one foot up and then the last step up, you are basically standing up on the totem pole hands free. There's nothing to hold on to. And you have to have this faith that your body is going to push itself up and stand up and you're not going to fall off. Now, of course, if I fell off, there is, I'm strapped in, there's someone that's, you know, trained I'm not, nothing bad's going to happen to me. I might get a couple scrapes. I'm going to definitely get like, oh my gosh, but I'm not going to get hurt. Um, and, and the funniest thing is that next to me, I'm over here like crying and freaking out. There's another totem pole that someone invented that is taller and skinnier and people like to climb up it. And then once you get to the top of it, you try to jump off and get the, uh, what's it called? The, the trapeze. And so while I'm in the midst of my, like, it felt like 30 minutes of me clinging to this totem pole. There's people just climbing up the big, tall, tall one. Like it's nothing. And I look over and go like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like this is even more humiliating. I can't even get up the regular totem pole and yet everybody else can go and do the hard one, you know? And that's, and so I ended my journey not climbing on the totem pole and I had to take that like walk of shame in a way of saying I didn't, you know, it's on camera as well. 
So I can't even lie about it. Um, and I didn't, I didn't make it up the totem pole. And then I, you know, and then I, I had, we were on family vacation. So everybody knew that I didn't climb up the totem pole. They got a, they got front row seats and it was really hard because I come from a family that were very athletic. Uh, we also, I think in some ways value and celebrate, um, perseverance and doing hard things and getting through hard things and having like kind of a can do mindset. And I definitely, um, my personality, I know I can do hard things, but there are days and there's times in my spirit where I'm like, I can't do this and I'm not going to do it. You know, like I definitely dig my heels in, um, and go like, you know, like, I'm not going to do this kind of thing. So it was hard. And I definitely had moments where I was just like, we are never, ever getting back together. Yeah, I definitely did not want to do the ropes course again. Okay. Um, I, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. But eventually, when I was in college, I had to take a rec and leisure class to get all my undergrad requirements. And I took this class and we had to do a ropes course and I did the ropes course and I built up some confidence like, okay, I think I'm ready. And a couple of years later, I went back to that same ropes course that we went to at Hume Lake with my family. And I, I did it. I climbed the totem pole and I did it. But, um, you know, it took some time and, and some, some energy to see why I didn't do it and to, to face that fear about heights. And, and I'm thankful that I went back and did it because it taught me a lot of lessons that, you know what, even though I didn't make the goal the first time, I, I have the mindset now to tackle this, this thing. That's really hard for me. And so here are some takeaways from this event, from this, (laughs) that can help us as SLPs. Um, I was kind of thrown into this ropes course situation. My mom had signed me up and I was a grumpy teenager. I really didn't want to go. So my mindset really wasn't like, seize the day. We're going to do something hard today. I was thrown in. And so much of the time we are thrown into new cases, new teaching situations. We are thrown into new types of school years like distance learning. And was I prepared? Absolutely not. And it really did suck because I had no idea what I was going to be doing. And and I needed to give myself a little bit of grace on that. That like, look, I was thrown into this this ropes course thinking I could do it. And and not really realizing like I had some underlying mindset fears like about heights. I really don't like heights. Um, and I needed to give myself some like some time and space to process that. Like, yes, I don't like heights, but I can still do this thing. You know what I mean? So um, that was a takeaway that we are being thrown into stuff that we are not prepared for. And we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace and room to process that stuff, to be, to actually navigate it better. Right. Um, the other thing that I did that was really just like, it just sucked out some, some of my confidence was just looking over at the climbers that were doing the harder totem pole. And it just, 
I compared myself to them. I, I felt I made myself like, just like, look at me. I'm, I'm horrible. I can't even do this. And, and bring myself down when in reality, I knew nothing about what those climbers were doing. Maybe they do these ropes courses all the time, or maybe they have had fears about heights and they did some work to get better at that. And now they are able to, to do these, these totem poles and ropes course, like easy breezy. And I, you know, so often with social media and just even listening to the other SLPs that we work with, we easily compare ourselves to them. Like, well, I had a really horrible day. I apparently everybody else on social media knows how to work with all sorts of students. And I'm over here struggling. And, and so much of us forget that like, maybe they are doing really well, but we didn't see all the countless hours and time that they've spent researching and doing this and, you know, this or that, or maybe, you know, they, they've been doing this for longer. And the minute we start comparing ourselves to other people and wishing, you know, we were more like them or more, we, we take away from our own therapy style. And we also forget like maybe, maybe they only have 30 kids on their caseload and you are serving 80 students. That's not going to look the same. And you're maybe not going to be able to do all the things that they're able to do, but can you do better? Can you get a little bit better? Can you try to do the best you can with what you got? Of course you can. So I think keeping the blinders on yourself and your own progress is the best way you are going to keep pushing forward, even when things are tough. And the other, the other last thing, um, that I think is a great takeaway is that it's scary to jump off and do jump off into and do something that you don't even know what's going to happen. Um, I think that's what I was so scared about. I was at the top of this totem pole and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to stand up on my own. And that scared me a lot. It was really hard to take that leap because (laughs) it would also be really hard to fail, you know, in general, but then to fail on top of everybody watching you fail is just, it's scary, it's scary. So maybe you're sitting here going, okay, well, I'm okay with failing with my students, but I'm afraid to get in front of a classroom and do push in therapy with other staff members watching me and seeing me fail horribly with the students and running a lesson. I mean, it is, it is, you know, I would, I'm fine with failing with a conversation with a parent on the phone, but to fail in a big, big meeting with lots of different administrators and teachers there. Oh, no, no, I'm scared. That's scary. And so I think acknowledging what you're scared about is okay. And you need to do it if you want to start to grow in a certain area in your practice. So let's say you are afraid to do whole class co-teaching with a teacher because of A, B, and C. Um, You need to acknowledge that. And you need to uh, figure out why you're scared so that you can take little tiny steps to get to that bigger end goal. Like if you really want to go into the classroom to do push-in, but you're so terrified of like 
conflict or it failing because you didn't run your lesson well, well, that's when you figure out little small ways that you can start to inch towards that big goal of jumping. And maybe that's just asking the teacher if they need some visual supports or asking them if they could, if they wanted to collaborate a little bit about what they're doing for their circle time and just trying to get an idea about vocabulary they're using. And, and then maybe in about few, a few months, you'll say, hey, do you mind if I um, come into the classroom and just see, watch what you guys do at circle time? I'd really love to check it out. Then maybe in another few months, you know, you're like, hey, do you care if I come in once a month and run a speech and language circle time? And you're bridging those, that, those fears by making small, little, little tiny steps. And that's that's what I did with with my total pole adventure. <laughs> I had I came to this place where I did, you know, take the leap and I'm climbing up the totem pole and I just couldn't, you know, there was a big there's a part that I couldn't get to and I took a step back and I readjusted some things and then I came back to that challenge when I was ready in a good state of mind to take it on. And, you know, so often, you know, we have the harness straps on us. We know all the knowledge. We know where to find the answers. But taking that leap to see if you can apply that knowledge in the real world, it's it's scary because you may find out some things about yourself, about how you approach uh, hard tasks that you don't really like. And so, My encouragement to you is definitely take a jump. And if you're scared to jump off the high dive, then just jump off the edge of the pool and see what happens. So I hope that this story gave you some chuckles. It helped inspire you and remind you that we're all in this together. This is, we're all serving students. We're all doing big things. We're serving students to help them communicate better. And that gets a little messy sometimes. All right. So if you enjoyed this this episode, I would love it if you subscribe to my channel um, or my podcast. And if you want to leave some some feedback about the podcast, it totally helps me with planning new podcast content and episodes. And I am so honored to be chatting to this community and talking with this community. You inspire me to be better. And as always, just remember to be the SLP that every kid wants to see.